Hello, Screeders. How's everybody doing today? I know that I have quite a few call-ins, and it's been a while since I've uh, put out a Screed. So I'm excited about getting back and talking to you guys all about recent happenings. I know that we're going to talk about experience points. I have some interesting ideas and thoughts on the topic that I don't think I totally completely went over in the last experience transparent experience episode and uh zines and zinis and uh answering questions and ideas about supplements and if they actually help player choices or trash a game <laughs> other than that i thought i would ask you guys what you think about memories and creating an analogy between them and the chapters of a book. I actually already recorded this once and it was way better than this time. <laughs> so if... What do you think? Do you believe we should take a book, put it on the shelf, and each chapter in a book is maybe an event or a happening or a stage of our lives... And we take it down and we look at it like pictures and enjoy those moments and those memories that were created by that time. But the bad times and the difficult times of our lives, we take those books and we throw them away. Do we not put them on the shelf? Do we put them in storage and only have to mess with them when we move? I've been thinking that those bad books are our lives being forged through fire and the tempered steel that we become afterwards. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Learning through failure and mistakes. I don't know. I do know that today is August 5th, 2019. Hannah Hobbs's birthday. Happy birthday, Hannah. As I was saying, it's Hannah Hobbs' birthday, 20 years old. Unbelievable child. Good work. I am your father. <laughs> I am your father. Jason Hobbs. <laughs> and this is Random Screed. Hobbs, it's Froth. Listening to your latest. Ugh. Breaks my heart to hear someone min-maxing with first edition AD&D. Ugh. That's just heartbreaking. As far as uh, I, I really had to try to think of any game that was made, you know, at least not harmed by additional player options. And the one that I thought about that it seems like the kind of expansions with player options that seems the most balanced or at least didn't, you know, break it or turn it into a min max thing. Is uh, Savage Worlds have some companion books? They're like fantasy companion, sci-fi companion, horror companion, and they're like toolkits for for GMs basically to run different styles of games. But they do have different player options in them, and those tend to be pretty well balanced. And uh, anyway, see. You. Interesting response for sure, Jeremy. Thanks for calling in. Uh, that was a uh, froth of uh, Mind Eater blog, Mind Eater podcast. Is it Mind Eater? 
I don't know. I do know. No, just kidding. Froth is uh, great. Uh, there he sounded a little perturbed or low on his batteries. I was ready for him to break into song. Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Anyway, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. And uh, Savage Worlds. I only tried to play Savage Worlds maybe once. And I always thought that the Sundered Skies setting was super sweet. And I actually ran it uh, for a single session. But uh, it wasn't using Savage Worlds. I actually used Fate Accelerated. And uh, it was my only successful attempt at Fate. Or what I, I would call successful. I don't know. But, um, yeah, if that works for you, I'm glad. I, I kind of wonder, though, because, I mean, when you start crossing those things, is it you have to keep that supplemental setting book aside from other ones, or do people start adding, putting them together, and then what happens? I don't know. Oh, that's what I wanted to mention. He's also got a zine. Froth has a Mind Eater zine that he puts out, and I think... It's like for $1 patrons or something. So for $1 a month, he puts out a zine. I don't know if it's every month or every week or what. But uh, it reminds me of this other thing, a doom to a speak. Any of you guys get in on the Kickstarter from Soul Muppet Games that has a lot of guys really that I follow on Twitter that I don't really hear too much about. I don't know them from G+. I don't know them from Facebook or MeWe, or Discord. I kind of know them from Discord now, I guess, because a lot of the people involved are also on the uh, Discord server that talks about Sword Dream, which is another thing I hope to be covering on Hobbs and Friends soon. Anyways, Doom to a Speak put out some multiple zinis, they call them, I think. It's Z-I-N-I. Why they call them zinis? I don't know. Part of the Sword Dream, I guess. But uh, if you guys want to know anything about them, look them up on uh, Drive Through RPG, Soul Muppet Games. It's got dudes like Foot of the Mountain, uh, Jelly Muppet, and uh, some really others. Zedek or Sidu, Zedek Sidu. Uh, I don't know, but some pretty big names that uh, might have been involved with any award-winning products this year. So, once again, thanks for calling in, Froth talk at you god damn it jason take a fucking compliment no seriously um my old counselor told me um just try this once when someone gives you a compliment just listen to it and sit with it don't don't like bash it and say oh no that's the wrong thing you got the wrong guy just sit with it for a while you don't have to say thank you but just sit with it and see how that feels all right anyway enough with that give me that faction table Faction Table Random Encounters. That's brilliant. I want that. I want it now. I want it now. So, thanks for calling in, uh, Jerry, from the Audio Dungeon Discord. Better known, possibly, as Rich Frazier on Cockatrice Nuggets. So, when I heard Cockatrice Nuggets, I thought of poop. Is it petrified poop? I don't know. But other people talk about it like it's actually like McNuggets. Like, you're eating the cockatrice. Which reminds me of that time, if I could mention, that some characters in Kalmata killed some fishmen and decided to eat them. Which, to me, was just wrong. Wrong. 
I'll work on that uh, faction table for you, Rich. And uh, thanks for calling in, man. And uh, I'll try to sit on some compliments. I don't know. It might be another month of Sundays before I get one. But when I do, I'll do you. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Jason. It's Liren. You mentioned that a lot of people don't choose to go down the path of being as honest as you are. And yet, I would bet those same people enjoy listening to you do it. It takes a bold person to accept themselves for who they are and just be that, you know. I mean, of course, I'm sure you can put on facades when you need to, but you know what I mean. To just open yourself up and be you, warts and all. (laughs) I think it's awesome. And that is why I listen every time you put out a new episode. And that, my friends, was Liren. And her podcast is called Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. And it really sounds like they are coming from the middle of nowhere. If chickens and uh, those sorts of sounds are accurate from her show. (laughs) Oh, I don't know about bold. I've had people call me desperate, actually. I feel like once you put stuff out there about yourself, it's inevitable that someone will likely try to take it and use it to harm you, which has happened, but it doesn't really stop me because I think I have a value from it myself. And I've always said I would do it as long as it continues to help one person, even if that's just me. So I appreciate what you're saying, Liren. I sat here and I took it in. Thank you for calling. In a quarter mile. Thank you for listening. I appreciate both. Hey, Jason, Trey. Um, Did any game ever get better with more option books? Traveller got better with more options, I think. I still quite like Classic Traveller, but Classic Traveller got better with more options. GURPS. GURPS is brilliant with X extra option books, and I don't think it gets too twinky. Depends on, you know, what you pick. Um, but that's my impression. So there's two that aren't too bad. Of course, all the D&D games, yeah, they get crapper with more options, in my opinion. And I just get to the point where I can't be bothered. Um, but yeah, on the positive side, I do remember Traveller being pretty hot with extra stuff. It's my three penneth. Jay Webster from Roleplay Rescue. Thanks for calling in, Che. It's interesting that you mentioned GURPS because I believe you are relearning GURPS with the uh, that fantasy box. It's interesting to hear someone else talk about GURPS other than Douglas Cole. So uh, I appreciate that. Thank you for that. And uh, as far as Traveler goes, I never really played Traveler when it came out. I do have a box set that I got from Brett Blazinski at uh, our one and only... <laughs> Illinois Sconey meet up and greet up and game up trade and uh, I've used it playing with uh, Jay Murphy of uh, The Vanishing Tower Uh, and it's interesting Um, the other books are they really player option books though I think they're mostly for the GM but maybe I don't know in a quarter mile but I would tend to agree with whatever you got to say because I don't know and I trust you when you say you do. So thanks for calling in, Che. I still say we got to get uh, we got to get that game going. You can play in one of my games and I'll play in one of yours, at least one. Take the next ride. 
I've had many people mention it and say that they enjoyed playing it. I think someone tried to get me into it once back in 84. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I do play Hero, and I notice that there's a pretty strong similarity in those two. So that's pretty darn interesting to me. But uh, one of these times, maybe uh, I'll play some GURPS. So anyway, thanks for calling in, Che. It's always good to hear from you, my man. Talk to you soon. Hey, Jason. Uh, it's Mumphrey here. Um, I appreciate your stance and what you're talking about with additional supplements. It seems like whatever supplement comes out, that's the flavor of the month, and you can grab some cool stuff for that, and it, it tends to really make the focus on one class or whatever it's uh sent out for but if you recall back in the early 80s they uh, tsr had a game called star frontiers a sci-fi game they came out with a box set um, supplement to that that uh, nighthawks that introduced starship combat and that was awesome that was really really good although since it was starships and not characters i don't know if it's it's the same kind of thing you're talking about but that was an addition to a game system that we freaking loved it back in middle school but uh, anyway, I think the Hoff is going to continue to be a salted fish merchant. Uh, and I'm uh, going to miss you on Wednesday nights, bud. And there was Larry Hawk dropping in a line about Nighthawks, a supplement that he loved for <laughs> the heck, Star Frontiers. You know, when I think of Star Frontiers and I think of supplements, I actually think of Zebulon's Guide to the Galaxy, which actually had a bunch of player-facing uh, stuff to add, like all of the things that were valuable and the different way of doing combats and the graph thing that was kind of rem reminiscent to uh, Phase Rip from Marvel Superheroes. And you know what I think? Zebulon's Guide to the Galaxy killed our game of Star Frontiers. We almost never played it after that. I kind of wonder if I might have liked Star Frontiers more if the adventure seemed a little less gonzo. To me, Volturnus, I don't know, I just, <laughs> it sounds bad maybe, but I deal better with just kind of, I have trouble grasping or relating to alien races that are so far out there that I don't get them. Now, if I'm not supposed to get them, that's cool. I'm cool with that. But if I'm supposed to relate to them and then try and save them in some way on Volturnus, then it doesn't work as well. But that is sounds like a me problem, not a, uh, <laughs> not a game problem, right? Because everybody else seems to love it. They really seem to, to love the... Uh, Gonzo's parts of Gamma World where I would like to just play it more kind of like a Fallout type with Gamma World but or even MCC or uh, most of the post-apocalyptic games that are out there oh boy I don't know what this has to do with any of that but let's move on shall we Hello, Hubs. This is your brother, the old Lone Star Dungeon Master here. And I wanted to check in with you. You know, there's only a couple things I got to do down here in Purgatory. One of them is just kind of fiddle around with my Anchor app. 
And the other one, they do have YouTube down here. It's the only TV we get, but the YouTube is limited. It's filtered for only actual plays, so been catching up on a lot of Kamada. And uh gotta say, you you were talking about power gamer, you definitely got your hands on a little power gamer there. He's kinda throwing off all the balance. You gotta get that little mute under control, cause that boy just ain't playing the game right, man. Just ain't playing the game right. So, um I I, I you know I would honestly suggest Sorry, brother, I got cut off there. I'm going to go ahead and pull a Jefferson here. Still want to get my two bucks in, so. Yeah, uh, what you need to do with this kid, is you, you take a look at him. He's flabby. He ain't, he ain't got no 18 strength. You know, his character shouldn't have no 18 strength. So, you get him out in the backyard like we do in Texas. And, you you know, you have him, you know, lift something over his head. And, if he, you know, the amount of weight he can do, and that's, that's his strength. And you, you know... Maybe flip a trailer tire for a bit and get that tractor trailer tire going and you see what his constitution is, you know? Uh, so that's my suggestion because I mean, this dog just won't hunt, man. He's keep throwing up damn near 13 damage every time. It's just, it ain't the game. It ain't the game we play. It ain't, I don't want that at my table. I don't think you do either. So, you know, roll them dice. And love you, brother. Yeah, so I would have to say, Lone Star, you're right. And the Mute is a twinky character. Uh, his player is probably worse, but it doesn't make much difference to me, honestly. Yeah, they're all going to die regardless. 80%. Let's stick to it. <laughs> So, seriously, now, that was TJ Drennan from Melodorous Miasma Meltdown podcast doing his world-famous character from that show, the Lone Star GM. So, seriously, I don't care what the mute does. All those characters are Twinkie cheats. Nobody really rolled 3D6 in order straight down the line. I shouldn't say nobody. There's a few. But most people are getting their characters off of uh, Ram's website and they're clicking, 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 clicking until they get a good one. I know that they are. They know that they are. Everybody knows that they are. It doesn't matter. They're still headed to the graveyard. Thanks for calling in, TJ. And hey, don't fret it. We'll just have to try and make sure we keep using that uh, 200 weapons always go last and that'll help balance it out because sooner or later... He's going to be the one that get, takes that shambling mound blow, and he's not going to have a shield to sunder. <laughs> All right. So we're back on the vinyl couch, my therapists. I still find myself being resilient towards resistant really towards getting the work done that i want to fortunately we finally recorded another episode of hobbs and friends tonight the great craig brasco is on the editing and uh i also released the alexander macris episode tonight to hobbs and friends so all the people never got to hear it can check that out uh, i expect some issue from it but not that much there's not that many people i was looking over the numbers again and we're way over 500 for hobbs and friends an episode that's good 
we're over 29,000 listens for uh, Random Screed, which is crazy. I appreciate that. It uh, it <laughs> it humbles me greatly. I played uh, Hobbs. Scott Hubbs getting melted on the Melodorous Miasma meltdown yesterday during my Red Road game, so that was pretty interesting. Um, and that leads us into the next segment. Hit the bongos, kid. So in uh, a couple of the games I run, both the Red Road, which is Castles and Crusades, and um, Lost in Agata, which is uh, OSE BX, I'm having issues with experience. I just don't know. I really want the mechanics of the game to help and induce the type of play that we're looking for out of the games. I also don't want to do a bunch of math and counting and dividing and all that crap. It's just dumb to count up all the I shouldn't say it's dumb. It just seems like an extra step that isn't that important. So I've been trying to say I don't care if you guys go into dungeons and take treasure from the monsters that you kill. That isn't what I'm about. I'm about discovering stories, whatever those stories may be. And it seems like getting this this just wicked cycle of killing things, taking their stuff, selling it, buying stuff, getting better at killing bigger things and taking more stuff and selling it and getting more. It's just, I don't know, it's just not necessarily what I'm looking for. And maybe I have to play a different game. I don't know. But uh, I've had some extensive discussions in the Discord for Lost in Agata and yesterday during the game. And I don't really know if I got the answers I'm looking for. Most Mostly, I'm just giving survival XP, 100 XP per level in Lost in Agata, and 300 XP per level in Castles and Crusades. And there's a reason for that. Lost in Agata is going to pretty much happen. It's a weekly game. It's online. The people are committed. I'm committed. It's going to happen. We're going to get those characters up as far as we feel like we want to go, and it'll be cool. It'll be good. I think we're used to that sort of uh, advancement and that pace, so uh, that's interesting to me. As far as Castles and Crusades and the Red Road game goes, uh, one of the players, my cousin Hawk, actually mentioned he feels like it would be more freeing if uh, the characters got higher level and I could use more stuff from the book. Well, I kind of don't like the monster manuals from castles and crusades i don't like the way the class the monsters are written the stat blocks um i made up some of my own and i just kind of used what they had and kind of shifted it about and reskinned some stuff and added some stuff together and it was fine i mean the players had no idea and i didn't have it written out i just kind of did it on the fly and it worked great but what do you guys do what do you guys do about experience i want to see like rc or uh, JDR or Cody or all the peoples tell me tell me what you do with experience because I can't I'm buggered Colin Arfed everybody just call in let me know I hope you enjoyed this little trip through Mr. Hobbs's gamerhood let's keep making let's keep discovering stories let's do it <laughs> 